Hi, Calling family. This is Pastor Michael, and welcome to our church podcast. I'm so grateful for you tuning in today, and I believe today's message is going to strengthen your faith in Jesus. God wants to give you a revelation today. We've been in a series called Light of the World, and the title of this message is called Searching for Christmas. You know, I, my wife, I've gotten to hear her sing over the years. And you guys remember that Faith Hill song? I'm going to butcher it because I don't sing, all right? I talk. That's what I do. She sings. I talk. You know, where are you, Christmas, right? I just want to find you, right? The reality is that um, uh, the, 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 we hear a story in this text about the Magi. The Magi are the wise men. They're spiritual advisors to perhaps the king of Babylon. The title is The Search for Christmas. And I do believe that God wants to speak encouragement to you today. We've been talking about light. We've been studying about light over the last three weeks. And we, we are studying this, uh, this uh, idea of light because in the book of John, Jesus makes a claim in chapter 8, verse 12. He says this, which is a powerful statement and a powerful claim. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me or comes after me will never stumble in darkness. What a claim. What a claim. He says, I am the light. And I want you to understand this. He's not saying, I am a light. Jesus is not saying, I'm one among the lights. Jesus Christ is claiming that I am the light. And in the book of John, we understand that light, all right, or the Bible says, this, John says this, in him was life. Say life. And, and this was light, say light, to all mankind. Now, to be politically correct, mankind means men and women, all right? All mankind. In him was life. I have a question for you, and God has a question for you. And the last thing that I want to assume as, as a pastor is this, is it, just believing that you're okay and life is okay. God wants you to have life this Christmas. God wants you to be filled with joy, peace, and hope. Let me tell you, baby, there's better gifts in Jesus than there are gifts under your tree. Come on, someone. He wants to fill you with hope even amidst the darkness that we live in because the world is a dark place. But look at the claim that Jesus says. He's saying, I am the light of the world. And what does light do, friends? Light reveals truth. Light exposes darkness. There's a reason why people don't like Christians. Some, sometimes, I'll be honest with you, Christians can be annoying, but there's a real, the reality that is that a, a darkness doesn't want to be exposed. And that's exactly what light does. It exposes darkness. It tells the truth in grace and love. Light, being in the light, in the warmth of God's light, it, it, you feel a love, all right? And you see the truth. And Jesus is saying, I am the light of the world. Today we're in a scripture where three wise men are also following another light. We learn that the wise men are following a star. They're astronomers. Um, and, and it's been kind of written, or it's kind of in tradition, we learned this, that the prophet Daniel probably has left some kind of record uh, for uh, 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 the, the Babylonians at that time, the people at that time, because he served in Babylon. He was exiled to Babylon. And we, we understand that he perhaps left some kind of written record of a new king coming someday. And, and we see that the Magi, they realized this, what, this prophecy, so to speak, then they see this star and this is no average star all right and by the way Jesus birth is prophecy fulfilled 
It's prophecy fulfilled. And you know what? Along with that, I do believe this, that God wants to do some fulfilling in your lives today. God wants to do some fulfilling in your hearts this Christmas. God wants to fulfill a healing in your life. God wants to fulfill a word he gave to you in your life. God wants to show you that he is good, that he's merciful, and in him, you'll find things in him you'll never find down the street, you'll never find in a relationship, you'll never find in money. There are great blessings in Christ that you'll only find in him, which is salvation first and foremost. Someone say amen. All right. So they're looking, they're fine, they're looking for this newborn king, and they're searching for him by this star, it's no ordinary star. Some say it's a comet. Some say it's a planet. All right, but what we do know from Scripture is that this is a prophecy fulfilled. In fact, I believe in the book of Genesis, it talks about a new coming king and his star, all right? A star will come. And so these astronomers are following this star, and they don't know who, where, where they're, they don't know exactly, so to speak. They're not Jews. They're not from Israel, so their hearts are open. But it's interesting that people from the outside recognize who Jesus is, even though some people on the inside don't really understand who Jesus is. Not everyone accepted him. But look, here's something that I want to teach us today. The star was a signal. Say signal. The star was a signal and it was a sign that Jesus was going to be born on Christmas Day. All right. This, this, this week I was praying. I kind of had a difficult week. And I was praying. I said, Lord, I just want, I want you to know that you're with me in this situation. God, I want to hear you in a fresh way. And so I, I had the audacity. I have faith. I said, Lord, just show me. Show me a sign that you're with me. So I was driving through Pasadena and Altadena on New York, New York Avenue. And I literally saw a sign on a lawn, probably like five feet tall, that said, you are known, you are seen, and you are loved. And I knew that that was God telling me. Michael, I see you. Michael, I love you. And Michael, I know you. This Christmas, God wants to give someone a sign. And if you have an open heart, and if you're seeking him, he will, he will reveal that sign that he is with you. You know the big sign that God reveals to a humanity that he's with humanity? Is watch this. He is God with us. He is Emmanuel. God, Jesus is a sign. He is the bridge between heaven and earth. He wore human skin. God became one of us. He walked like us. He, he ate food like us. There were times he was frustrated, all right? But Jesus Christ is the image of the invisible God. He is the sign that we have, that God is looking for, out for us and that he completely knows us. Isn't that good? In other words, someone's here today and you think God is out there, that he's far-fetched, that he doesn't understand me, he doesn't know what it's like to be a human. In fact, he exactly knows what it's like because he became a human. He humbled himself to be a babe. And the way he was born as well is a great and amazing, humble message all in itself. So watch this, church. God sees you this Christmas. God loves you this Christmas, and God knows you this Christmas. In fact, he's knocking on the door of your heart. He's saying, let me in, and let me love you. Oftentimes, I've been a pastor for, for several years now, almost 10 years, and been doing ministry for 15 years. One common thing I see among people, and I'm sure there's some here today, is that God forgives you, and you know it, but some of us are having a hard time forgiving ourselves, and letting ourselves be loved. 
Watch this. God wants you to let God allow yourself to be loved by God. Come on, someone say amen. Allow yourself to be loved by God. All right. Great things come about when we seek the Lord like these wise men. The Bible says that they that seek the Lord lack no good thing. The Bible says that the, the lions will grow weak and hungry. Lions. But they that seek the Lord lack nothing. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13, that if you seek him with all of your hearts, that he will be found by you. If you just pursue them. Today it's no accident that you came to church. Today it's no coincidence that you came to hear the gospel message. It's because Christ is reaching out into your heart. And he wants you to know that you are seen. That you are loved. And that you are known. Someone say amen. By the way, I have a question for you. Or God has a question for you. What are you searching for? These wise men were searching for the king. But what are you searching for? Everybody is searching for something. Everybody is searching for something. Maybe you're searching for love. Maybe you're waiting on a man. Maybe you're waiting on a woman. All right. Maybe you're waiting on a career. Everyone's searching for something. Maybe security. Maybe pleasure. Maybe power. Maybe you're searching for meaning or purpose or fortune. Maybe you're, you're, you're uh, pursuing your dreams. But the reality is, watch this, friends, is that if you're not searching for Jesus, whatever you find on this side of eternity will never be sufficient enough for your heart and for your soul. The only thing that will, end, that will end all our vain pursuits is truly finding the person of Jesus who fashioned you, created you, and was born in a manger to know you, to see you, to love you, and to save you. When you find Jesus, watch this, you find so much more than what you were searching for all along. Someone say amen. I remember when I was 21, I wanted, to, I wanted to find a woman. I was like, God, I, I really want to, I want to be with, I want to, I want to find the one that's meant for me. God, I want to find my purpose. God, I want more peace in my life. God, I want to feel like I'm something in my life. And I will never forget when I found Jesus, I found everything because everything I ever needed was in Jesus Christ. When I found him, I, I eventually, nine months later, found my wife, Kareen, who was just singing. I found the hope that I was always looking for. I found the meaning that my life had purpose. I want to tell someone today that your life has meaning. Although you might be feeling low or in the dumps, your life has purpose and God never makes mistakes. You are here for a reason. And as long as you can steam up a mirror, God has a purpose for your life. Somebody say amen. God wants to give you this truth that, uh, uh, that you are here for a reason. And, uh, and that just, I think that's so wonderful. The other thing that touches my soul, and I think God wants you to know this, is that think about this. Think about the way that Jesus was born. This, y'all, is the King of kings and the Lord of all lords. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. This is God Almighty. And think about the way that he was born in a manger. There was no room for him in the inn. All right. His, his dignitaries were sheep and shepherds who smelled like animals. All right. I think there's something deeply theological about the way that God, Jesus Christ, was born to us. Isaiah says, unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given. 
Now think about this. When I think about the way that Jesus was born, I think about this because I just think about analogies and I think about Disney. Watch this. I have a three-year-old child and I think of, I think of Aladdin. You remember Aladdin when he reveals himself to Jasmine, right? Make way, right? For Prince Ali, there was pomp, there was splendor. Camels and elephants and the, the way he was drenched, bump, but a bump, but a bump, bum. My, do- my daughter loves that. She's, she's smiling right now. <laughs> but Jesus didn't come like that. Bump, but a bump. He didn't come like that. I, I think there's something beautiful in that. He didn't come with pomp and arrogance. Look at me, serve me. He came this humble and lowly. I can't imagine what these three wise men or these wise men, when they saw the star stop among the house. By the way, the Bible says that the star stopped above the house. So it's not an ordinary star. It lit up where he was born. I can't imagine when they stepped in. Do you you remember? The Magi stopped by King Herod's palace first. And they said this, where is the king? The one born uh, king of the Jews. And Herod said, what king? I'm the only king up in this place. You remember that? All right. They were looking in the wrong place. But I believe it's a message to me and you today that God didn't come to us like this. Bump it, a bump it. Today, even the, the way he's knocking on the door of your heart isn't make way. He's knocking humbly and gently and kindly. Watch this. Jesus is kind and he's good. And the way that he, he's, he wants to reach you is not by this arrogant pomp, but as this lowly, kind, compassionate king of a savior. Isn't that good news to you and me today? That he relates to you and I? I looked at my daughter and said, honey, I love you, but you have a better bed than Jesus had a bed, all right? You, you're sleeping pretty good, all right? I think, watch this, God wants to make his way into your heart and into your soul today by not beating down the door of your heart, but by simply asking you, will you let me in? I'm going to make my clothes. Actually, Jeremy, can you come on up here? Would you just let me in? Watch this. Jesus wants to give you a fresh encounter with him. Do you know that Jesus uh, is personal and he's relational and that he knows you by name? Would you let him in this Christmas? Would you let him in your heart? And I promise you that if you let him in your heart and in your soul today, that you, you'll experience life the way it was always designed to be. Life with him will make sense. And without him, it will never make sense. Without Jesus in your life, you're just trying to shove money or popularity or fame or women or men or drugs or whatever down a hole in your heart that isn't, just does not work. But the moment that you accept Christ in your heart, you'll discover a life and a light that you've never had before. And life will make sense. You'll have peace in the storm. You'll have hope in the darkness. And you'll meet people like you never met before who are also following the light. Isn't that good? Someone say amen. All right. You're here today and I feel it strongly in my spirit because God is reaching out to you. And this Christmas, why don't you receive the greatest gift and make the greatest choice that you could ever, ever make in your life is by receiving this, the newborn king into your heart and into your soul. May his birth give you second birth. Like the song sing. The second birth, we often say in Christianity, all right, is Protestant. We say saved. 
We are saved. God wants to save your soul and save your life. And more important, God wants you to discover your purpose and and discover that your life has meaning. And I want to speak to someone real quick today. Your past doesn't have to define you. Your struggles doesn't have to define you. Your criminal record doesn't have to tell you who you are. You belong to God because God made you and fashioned you and he truly knows who you are. Let him in your heart today and let him put you on the path and the right purpose in your life. Someone say amen. Can I have every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment? I believe I'm speaking to a few people today and you, you're here and you, you probably didn't want to come to church and maybe you got dragged to church and, and, um, and, and you're just surprised that this is different than you expected, honestly. Maybe right now for some of us, we are, we've never actually ever received Jesus in our heart or in our soul before. And you feel something that you have never felt before. You feel like God is actually knocking and God, you're not trying to pridefully break down the door of my heart. No, he came to us meek and kind because he wants to, he wants to enter, he will never, he will never kick down the door of your heart. Jesus is a gentleman, he's going to ask simply, and watch this, he wants to come into your heart and your life because he knows you. You are known, and for many people, for humanity, we want to be known. God knows you, that he became one of you, us, and he simply died on the cross, and wrote, in three days rose it again. The Bible says this, that all have sinned, all fallen short, no preacher no government leader, nobody is perfect. There is only one perfect person and his name is Jesus. He lived a sinless life. And the Bible says this, that if you would receive him by faith, all that call upon the name of the Lord online shall be saved. Watch this. Maybe your life needs cleaning up and you know, Pastor Michael, I need to clean up my life. Let Jesus in, let him help you clean it up. He'll do it for you in some ways, all right? So God is knocking on the door of your heart. Would you let him in today? You know that God is t- t- uh, touching your heart. You feel him simply tugging on the, on the door of your heart. So I'm, uh, maybe for another, another group of us, we used to walk with Christ. Maybe we used to go to church. Maybe we used to serve in the church. Maybe we used to read our Bible. But for one reason or another, we've gone astray. We've hung out with the wrong crowd. We, we, we started doing drugs or whatever it is. What God is doing, he's calling you back home. You know, as a pastor, I want to say, come home. Come back home to the flock. Come back home to Jesus and let him make his home in your heart today. Simply, I'm not going to put a mic in your face. I'm not going to ask for your phone number. I just want to agree with you in prayer. And if that's you, say, Pastor Michael, I want to receive Christ in my heart today. I want to say that's a wonderful thing. And I often say this, hell is too hot. Uh, uh, Eternity is too long. All right. And life is too short to not take Jesus for real. So watch this. Why not this Christmas receive the greatest gift that you could ever receive in your life? This gift is the gift of Jesus and his salvation and what he's done for us on the, uh, on the cross, giving us a freedom from sin, shame, and evil and darkness. So you say, Pastor Michael, I want to give my life to Jesus. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. All right, I'm simply on the count of three. I want to see if that's you today, just raise your hand. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. Don't be ashamed. You know why? He's not ashamed of you. He loves you. So here we go. On the count of three, if that's you, all right, or online, I just want to see you raise your hand or write on the chat. I want to receive Christ as my Savior. Here we go. Ready? One, 
two, I see hands going up already. One, two, three. So amazing. One, two, three, four. Look at it. You're not alone. Five, six, seven. So good. Eight. I'm so proud of you. Nine. I see you in the back in the red. So amazing. Awesome. Anyone else? Receive Jesus. 10, 11, 12. Amazing. Look at God's work, what he's doing now. Amazing. You guys may put your hands down. So good. Lift up your eye. Open up your eyes. Lift up your heads and give the Lord an amazing clap for the people that are deciding. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Oh, I'm so proud of you. This, this, I just want to share a quick story with you. And I know we got to go. I know tamales and all of that. I share and I'm open. I'm a pastor that is open. I don't hide my scars. You know, Jesus has scars too. Because scars tell stories that you're an overcomer and you're a fighter. About 15 years ago, I wanted to end my life. Suicide is real. We've seen that this week. I remember that I, I was so bad that I called the cops. I went to Tri-City, Pomona. They put me on a 5150, and it was ugly. I didn't want to be here anymore because I felt like I had no purpose and meaning in my life. I felt I was going through such a, a, a devastating um, part of my life. My dad had stage four cancer. I was dating a person I had no, no business being with. I felt alone. But watch this. Remember, God didn't come to me. Bump, but a bump, but a bump. He just knocked on my heart and said, Michael, if you let me in, I will transform your life. I will give you hope. I will give you a purpose. And I'll put you on the path that I've always destined for you, even before the day that you were born. You have a destiny. God has planned you before the day you were born, before he made the creation of the world. And I gave my heart to Jesus. I will never forget. I prayed with a pastor. And I, as I prayed with that pastor, my whole life, the trajectory of my life has completely transformed. I am standing on this stage today and this pulpit today, not because I'm bump a bump a because of the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. And just as you have received him, oh my gosh, welcome to your new life. Amen. So good. Give the Lord a clap. He's so faithful. He's so good. Amen. Amen. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear God. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. I believe I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. Jesus, thank you for loving me, for touching my heart. I confess with my mouth and I believe with my heart that Jesus Christ is my savior and my king. Come on, give the Lord a clap. That's so good. Hey. Welcome. Honestly, I want to say, though, for those of you that gave your heart to Christ, welcome home. This church is your family. This church is not for the perfect. If you're perfect, homie, you got to go. All right? Because we're here working out our salvation together with struggles and all. Amen? But we're following the light. And that's what you want. You need people who are following the light. And let's do this together. Come on, someone say amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. Our mission as a church is choosing Jesus, chasing freedom, discovering our gifts, and serving Jesus. I have a question for you. What is your next step with Christ? Take your next step today by visiting thecallingla.com. If today's message touched you, we'd love to partner with you in sharing the hope and the message of Christ. So visit thecallingla.com give.